Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Welcome to this last episode of the Space for Magic podcast in 2021. I am your host, Patty Lennon, and I have a beautiful, amazing, grace-filled guest with us today. My guest is Kate Vandenboss. And before I give you her professional credentials right now, or give you an understanding of who she is in the world today, I want to take you back to when I met her because it has a lot to do with why I specifically wanted her on for this episode. As you all know, we've been talking about it. This is a year that has been filled with change. and It's a five year, which is a year that is built on change. It's the backbone of the energy. And Kate is someone that has embraced change throughout her life. Specifically, when I met Kate, she was in the event world. So she was um, responsible for an event that I was speaking at. And as soon as I spoke to her the first time, there was just something different about her energy from all of the event managers that I had been in contact with in the past as a speaker there was something light and just beautiful and artistic, I would almost say, about her energy to the point that I kept thinking I was talking to the wrong person each time we'd connect. And then when I met her in person, exactly how I felt about her on the phone came through in her personality. And she a lot of times when someone is running an event, it's a very stress-filled, intense experience, but every interaction with Kate was just, it just felt like you were gliding along in the day and she moved through the room and she experienced the room that way, at least from my perception. Today, she is doing something quite different and we're going to talk about what that is, but really What I wanted her here was to bring that energy into the podcast because I think it is an energy that so many people are craving right now at the end of a year that feels like it was way more intense than we we expected it to be. So Kate, welcome. Wow, Patty, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. And you know, I'm a huge raving fan of yourself and your work, and it's a great honor for me to be here. It's a a pleasure, an absolute pleasure to end this year and um, talking to you. And you're right, it's been a, a very interesting year. And I think it's too early in the day to actually give it the correct adjective. We're going to look back probably over the next year, year and a half, two years to what the impact of this year actually was. But let's just say it's been interesting. Mm, interesting. Yeah, we'll call it that. And while we're, I will say we're recording this you know, weeks before when it's actually dropping. So who knows what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks before the actual end of the year. But why don't we talk a little bit about what you are doing now to give context to what a shift from when I met you just a few years ago. Yeah, thanks. And uh, it's actually 
it might feel like a pivot, but it's actually a continuation. And that's a really interesting way of kind of looking back over a lot of the the important pivot points in in my life and in my career. And by seeing them as a continuation rather than a change. And I know we're going to be talking a lot about what is change? What does it mean? How do we perceive change? And the event world is still very important to me. And I've grown and evolved within that and, and then out of it. So I grew into it from, you know, we can talk if you want to about the journey that got me into the event space, but the, my predominant experience through the event world was in personal development, which then evolved into more of the spiritual development side of it. And you know, especially now I'm still very passionate about running like in-person, small, intimate retreats. But I came from a world where, you know, five to 10,000 people in a room and there's something very, you know, transformational about that. And I think for me, looking again back in hindsight, it was important for me to understand the mechanics of the delivery of an, a transformational event like that. So I can now step into much more confidently standing in the front of the room to deliver it from the front. You know, it's like it's looking at things from all those different perspectives so you can really get a beautifully full angle of the entire experience. The other interesting interesting thing that you were noting about, I guess, my approach to event management, that also shifted. You know, the event management has been probably a a 10-year experience. And you experienced one of probably the last events maybe second to last events that I actually ever ran and especially at that size. And my psychology and approach to event management had really significantly changed. And one of the the biggest things that I would say about that is letting it happen. And when I first started event management and a lot of things in life where it was holding on really tight and being an absolute control freak of almost trying to force it, you know, forcing these things to happen, forcing the timeline to stay, forcing people to do what the plan was, making sure that everybody stuck to the plan, the speakers, the people coming back from break, you know, the uh, the audio team, the videographers, and really almost being grumpy with people because they weren't following orders. And what I actually- I have to stop you right there. That was such a big difference about you. Like now you're saying it and this is now putting it together. Yes, but go on. (laughs) And that's, you know, it was a big learning for me. And believe me, there's, I can be that hyperactive control freaking event manager, just like the best of them. But I was so unhappy being that person because that's not who I am naturally. And the other part of that controlling element is, and this applied to a lot of the other career paths that I took was the I'm limited by what I can control. And there's such a huge amount of stress around that. Whereas if you actually, this is what you were describing is the classic example of surrender and go with the flow because there was a huge amount of trust. So I trust, if we're looking at, again, as the event management example, I trusted in my ability to have planned the event to the best of my ability with all the resources I had available up to that point. And I had to then also trust that there were going to be things that didn't go quite to plan, but I had the resources and the people around me to pivot if necessary. There was always going to be another way. And I think if we get so, let's talk about a metaphor for life. If we get so rigidly focused on, it has to be this way. This is the only path. This is the only way that it's going to happen. These are the only results and outcomes that I will be happy with. That's where we end up getting ourselves all tangled up in knots. Whereas 
just letting it go, letting it flow is actually more fun for everybody and you get a better outcome. Mm, Wow. My mind is sort of blowing up here because I feel like that was what we were all being asked to do this year. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of us planned the year for the best of our ability. And then like crazy things happened, you know, sometimes they were crazy good. Sometimes they were crazy bad or, you know, nothing is officially bad, but you know, felt bad. And you could either be that grumpy event manager or the one that's in surrender. And the choice is yours. And that probably dictated a lot of the happiness versus suffering you experienced amidst all of this. Would you agree? Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. And I think even if we look back to the year before, and this hasn't almost been a year, in my opinion, in my experience, it wasn't a year in isolation. If you look back at last year where there was a shock, right? There was a shock to our system. And that was a four years. So if we're looking about foundation, security, stability, our view of the world was rocked. And we experienced it in terms of a shock response first. My experience for this year was almost like the dust settling and everything was changed for good. And I think there is, we can all agree that we will never go back to whatever it was because we've all been at least awakened and had our opinions and views of the world expanded. Whatever way you kind of see the world now, I can pretty much guarantee it was different than how you saw it last year, at the beginning of last year. And this year, for me, it feels like it was really a chance to reassess what was important, what is important. And looking at, that's not who I am. That's not, I was doing that because that's what I always did. I was hanging around with those people because that's what I've always done. I've known them since high school or whatever, whatever that was. And suddenly we were given the option to, and almost maybe permission to not have to do those things anymore because they just don't feel right. Or what, what is important to me and where do I want to spend my time, money and energy because I have options. And if we do look at this year, it was, again, it's all talking about perspective there are now a lot of options that people have. And that's pretty exciting. Well, that is true. But I would also imagine that there's a number of people listening. I know that for a fact that as of when we're recording this, I know the people just that I have interactions with in the receiving school and the magic lounge that they're not feeling that level of excitement. And I'm curious if there was a time where you shifted out of, okay, I'm going to manage this within an inch of its life, whether it was an event or your own life, to the energy you brought first to the event space and now to your work that you do today and, uh, and to your personal life. Like, was there a shift that you made that opened you up to feeling excited versus frightened? Yes. And I think just to clarify, I'm still scared. You know, a lot of the time, just like with anybody else, there's the unknown is at the same point exciting as it is scary. And there, what I am learning to do in my own life and what I really guide my clients and the people that I work with to do is embrace it and actually reframe it and trust that whatever is happening in terms of your immediate vicinity 
is not the big picture and that you have all the resources that you need within you right now to deal with whatever is in front of you right now. But looking back through my life, it feels like a very kind of old person sitting by the fire in a rocking chair sentiment in my life right now. And I'm nowhere near that, but I'm doing a real big life review right now in terms of how did I get where I am now and how am I viewing the world differently? And there was a significant moment where one of the career paths, and again, they were all stepping stones, but one of and one of my recent career paths was when I, I actually pivoted from body work with osteopathy and naturopathy into more of the psychological space with NLP and human behavior psychology and results coaching. And that was we're moving into more of the the psychological working with people, but I was still trying to control the process. And I still needed to know, you know, well, when I'd get into a coaching session, I would be thinking about what are all of the different models that I have in my tool belt? What do I need to pull out today? It was a very much an intellectual process. And then what happened was life-changing for me and has been life-changing in the work that I do. And from what I'm, you know, the feedback that I'm getting, the clients that I'm working with now is life-changing for them was actually, again, another experience around surrender. And I, this is, it's an interesting story actually, because um, if you think about like all of the effort that goes into Facebook marketing, there was uh, an opportunity where I was one day scrolling through my Facebook feed and it was pretty much the worst Facebook ad I have ever seen. And there was no information on it. There was, it was just a picture of the Colorado mountainside and it said something about, do you want to be a nature connected coach? And that was it. The website was awful, a click through, but there was something about that where I saw that image, I saw that question, and I immediately said, yes, that is what I was looking for. I didn't even know that I was looking to become a nature connected coach. I just saw something which, you know, is a seed, a planted idea, you know, a synchronicity. And I followed that. And that was a life changing experience for me. And interestingly enough, there was 12 people, I think, on the course that I went through. And 10 of those people had exactly the same synchronistic experience to get onto that course. They just saw something out of the corner of their eye and they were like, oh, yep, that's what I needed to do and follow the breadcrumbs. And that experience ended up basically 10 days in Eagle, Colorado, out camping in the middle of somebody's land where we went through a real surrender into nature. And it was what we were being asked to do was let go of all intellectual control and thinking around the coaching, but to actually listen. And I think that's a really big key thing is to, and then one, you know, one of the key phrases that I like to use with clients is, you know, the nature and the natural world, the spiritual world is always talking, always. What we have to do is learn to listen. And we get so preoccupied with talking all the time that we forget to listen ask good questions and listen to the answers. So that's one of the things, and you know, I can't even do it justice within this conversation, just how monumentally life-changing those 10 days were. The people that I met, the experiences that we went through, but one of the things that it did was that it, it actually gave me permission to be kinder to myself and to not put all of the pressure on showing up to a client session, having to know all the answers and actually putting the responsibility back on the client to figure things out for themselves. And my job now is to guide them and to actually ask good questions, which means they ask themselves better questions. And then we 
we spend the time together and looking around, noticing. I love patterns. I will notice, you know, synchronicities and numbers are a big thing for me. Birds are another one, animals. Those are all messages for me, but I love seeing patterns and answers to questions. You know, when the wind whips up after you've just been outside and you're asking yourself a question, that is the natural world talking to you. Those are your your guides and your, you know, whatever noun you want to put on that, your angelic realm, your, you know, your nature guides, the elementals, they're talking to you. And that was the big moment of surrender for me. I think in a in a nutshell answer, which wasn't such a nutshell, but is there letting go actually gets more. Like I get a much bigger, broader, better result in my own life and in the people that I work with by actually not trying to control the situation. Mm. You know, um, something's coming through to me also as you were talking that the through line in your work has been in your life is transformation. How do you allow yourself to transform and how do you create space for others to transform? Yeah, 100% agree with that. And the other really interesting thing that we, is like the collective we, you know, I speak also from my own experience and with the experience of my clients is the, if we're talking specifically again about change and this being a a very, you know, change is transformation. And the natural world is always changing and we are a part of nature. And I think, again, we, we give ourselves, our life becomes a lot more harmonious when we actually accept that and adapt that psychology around going with the flow and being in harmony with nature, which is all about next year, which is the sixth year about harmony and balance. But the the thing with nature is it never stays the same. It is always, 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 always in a state of constant change and transformation. And we seem to accept that culturally. We know that the world goes through seasons. We know that uh, you know, a tree will go through different cycles of bearing fruit, losing its leaves. And we seem to accept that theoretically anyway, in the natural world outside of us, but we seem to resist it when we, when it's happening to us. And instead of embracing these cycles of life that we go through, we will resist change and we'll push against it, which makes it really, it change is going to happen anyway. If you're not changing, you're not growing. And we're, it's all about growth and evolution and you can either embrace it or you can resist it. It's going to happen either way. It's just one way is going to be a lot more comfortable than the other way. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So this year was not a year of change. This was a year of transformation. I think that's a much you know healthier way for us to all psychologically be looking at it. And coming out, there's a, I don't know if you've ever heard the story about the the butterfly and the the little boy who found the chrysalis, the caterpillar. And he actually found the caterpillar first. And the and felt so such an overwhelming sense of love and unconditional nurturing for this beautiful creature that he took it in, put it in, you know, a nice little home, gave it everything it needed, water, leaves, and nurtured, nurtured, nurtured. And then one day noticed that the caterpillar was no longer there. It had started turning into a chrysalis. And, you know, the the little boy was sad that the caterpillar had changed into something else, but again, embraced that there was transformation going on. But what has started happening when this loving creature noticed that the 
butterfly was struggling to come out of the chrysalis actually started helping by cutting it open. And the long story short is the butterfly didn't grow into its full potential. And the reason for that being is that there's actually, you know, a biological reason that the caterpillar transforms and actually completely, I don't know how many people know this, but a caterpillar completely dissolves and loses all form. There is nothing left of the caterpillar in the butterfly except for, you know, the essence and the cellular makeup of it. And the important part of coming out of the chrysalis is actually the pressure. The butterfly needs the pressure of the chrysalis to fight against so that it strengthens its wings, so that it mixes its own energy and turns into a strong version of itself as a butterfly. And all of the fluid gets, you know, pressured out of its wings and stuff. But the point being, it needs that It needs the resistance. And we often try and bypass challenge and think that we're almost maybe helping another person by alleviating their discomfort, where sometimes that discomfort is absolutely crucial to our strengthening development so that we actually become the better version of ourselves for where we're going next. Oh, so good. You know, I use that metaphor a lot around here, but mostly focused on the fact that the butterfly parts won't start forming until the very last caterpillar part is dissolved. And so often I see people making negotiations with themselves, with the divine, like, I'll just take this amount of work. Mm -hmm. I'll take this amount of relationship. I'll take this amount of essentially security, what they think is security into my next, whatever it is, or I'm not going to move on until I have this amount of money in the bank or this relationship or whatever it is. And that's the same as the caterpillar saying, well, I'll start turning into a butterfly. I just want to hold on to a few legs in case I actually can't fly. Right. And it doesn't work. But this other part of it, of meeting that challenge to become strong enough to fly. I love that. That is so cool. And that was another story, actually, interestingly, that I remember hearing, it must be 20 years ago now, where I learned that in Australia. I was on one of the very first personal development events that I ever attended. And and I mean, I could talk for hours and hours about all the synchronicities that basically got me into one place, which led to this, which led to this, which, which led to this. And there that story was very significant at the time and I needed to hear it and it, I've never forgotten it. And, you know, I adopted the the butterfly as a, a symbol for my life since then. And that is a very, it's a nearer and dear story for me. And I think, again, you're right. There's so many different ways that we can look at it. And um, it's a metaphor that just keeps on giving, I think. Mm, yes. Yes, it is. So, The reason I started to reflect on the transformation piece for you is that what I love so much about the way you, at least from my my seat in maybe the front row or the second row of your life, I don't. It's probably (laughs) the VIP front row seat. Whether we whether we're talking live or not, but um, is that you evolve very gracefully. But I think the important message for for you listening, the person listening, is. I hear from a lot of people like this craving of, am I living my purpose? Or the next thing is about 
you know, living up to what I'm meant to do or meant to be. And I'm often talking about like who you are is who you are. Like your light is your light and you could be doing it in many different places. It's, there's not a destination of a career or a level of service or, or something, you know, quantifiable that can go on a resume that really defines that it's, are you bringing what your unique gift is to the world in any place, you know, and for you, I see you doing that so in such an amazing way. And even, you know, for me as your friend and both friend and colleague, I can tell you that you just your presence in my life makes my own personal transformation feel more easeful. And I really admire you living out who you are, Kate. So, so potently. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. That that means, you know, literally means the world to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the advice that I would give is, again, I've I've been there in terms of why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? And there was the, it was the do, do, do all the time, like be better. I was very academically driven. I was very physically sports orientated. I was, it was always about achieve, achieve, achieve. And there was always this emptiness. And even the career paths that I've had, I went from being a personal trainer, which that was something that just wasn't enough, but there were elements of it that I liked and it just, but it wasn't enough. And then the next move on to the sports therapy, because I was seeking, I'm always seeking the answers. I mean, well, there's questions that I'm always seeking answers to. So then it was to sports therapy because I was trying to, you know, there were clients were coming that I just couldn't help them because I didn't have enough, enough. Like there's the whole thing is I, I always felt like I wasn't enough. So I needed more, another certification, another career path. I needed, you know, so moved into sports therapy and still, I didn't know enough. It wasn't enough. I went into osteopathic medicine, naturopathy wasn't enough. And I was having clients come into the clinic room and and I realized actually this is more of a psychological thing. This isn't a physical thing. So then walked into the world of, you know, human behavior and psychology and coaching. And it was always, I needed to be more and I needed to be enough in the the pivot point. And believe me, I still have just as many days of doubt as any other person on this planet. And what I'm learning is that actually my strength comes in my vulnerability and the messiness around the growth phase, right? And there isn't, and that I'm actually enough because I'm growing and I'm evolving. And the whole point of me being literally here is to grow. And if there are people around me who I inspire and want to walk alongside me, I embrace that and I welcome that. But I'm really working on not needing to be something better, different, you know, more. And because there, that is a never ending quest for dissatisfaction and not feeling whole and understanding that actually what I'm here to do is actually just be, and that's actually really freeing. Yes. Yes. And a lot of courage to create that freedom. There's definitely the courage element, which actually, you know, if you think about it, theoretically, that isn't that really sad that we feel that there has to be so much courage and bravery to be ourselves in this world. And that is one thing that I would love to see change as a a worldwide global, you know, psychology is not needing courage to be yourself and actually waking up 
every day and knowing that you're acceptable as you are. And a lot of that comes with accepting yourself first. I think that is where all of us can really impact that change is by being the change, literally, is being the person that looks in the mirror and accepts you as you are and sees the light instead of looking and seeing all the flaws that you know maybe we think other people see in us and and accepting that and embracing that as who we are where if you just turn the lens and actually look in the mirror and see all the beautiful things that other people probably already do genuinely see in you and embracing that you will be that butterfly every day naturally and it won't take that much courage because you strengthen you know you're talking in terms of strengthening your wings strength and bravery is courage is one of those things where the more you do it the more you actually flex that muscle the easier it gets and the things you can achieve are just outstanding mm, amen so i'm curious if you have any end of year processes you do personally kate to release the year and move into the new one oh goody okay are you good to share them? Yeah, absolutely. I think there is a, again, it's an evolution in terms of who I am at the end of every year. One of the the models that I work with with clients is we go through a personal growth cycle, which is based on your own astrological fingerprint, if you like, as to when you came in through the door and the astrology door. And I just happen to be very lucky in terms of my year, my personal growth cycle is that I actually restart my cycle in perfect alignment with the start of the Gregorian calendar. And that doesn't happen for a lot of people, which is why, you know, you can feel a little bit off kilter and off sync with the rest of the world because your personal cycle might be slightly different. But but for me, I happen to have just fallen into align with the rest of the world. And the there is almost like a process that I get into now around releasing and really being conscious of well first of all it's starting with no judgment and that's i think very important place for me to start again coming from a background of being very hard on myself and having a lot of judgmental views on the shoulds in my life is actually approaching all of these kind of rituals as non-judgmental as possible can i stop you for a second because i just want to go back to something you said and cuz i'm i know my audience and i know that their mind is back there at something else you said <laughs> so we're <gonna laughs> get a question answered so how do you know when your personal year starts there's the fingerprint like almost almost like the code if you like we i will figure out from your birth sign so the time date where you came in that I always think about it is like the fingerprint. It's like somebody put in a key code and, and the moment of your birth, that's very significant in individual to you. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it, it gives a map of your personal growth cycle. And we all cycle through, we're talking about cycles and transformation. We all have a natural growth cycle that we go through individually every single year. And that doesn't, change in terms of its pattern but what happens is we will spiral through so there you imagine like the image of a spiral you feel like you're going round and round and round in circles but actually what's happening is you're looking at the same situation from an elevated perspective because you've grown and evolved up and there 
And so the growth cycle that we work with is something that I've been developing over the last couple of years from a, a lot of different models and angles. And, you know, there's, we mix in the, you know, the medicine wheel, the directions, the astrological houses, the different, and then we're laying over the top of that your, it's the, the metaphor of a seed that grows. So if you, if you think about your, your path through life every year is, uh, and what will be happening. For, so from, if I use myself as an example, so in January is when I plant my seeds, intention seeds, dream seeds, however you want to think about them. But that is the, the metaphor and the story is that through all of December, I'm harvesting this year. So I'm harvesting what I've created over the last 12 months growth cycle and taking responsibility for it and looking at it, the good, the bad, the things that I don't want to recreate, the things that I love and I want to continue doing. But I'm taking responsibility for that and putting and really, you know, assessing and analyzing how did I create this and making decisions around what I take into the next year. So in January is where I will set my dream seeds down into the ground, metaphorically, right? So and sometimes I'll even do it, I will actually plant seeds and see how they grow through the year. And then through the rest of the 12 month cycle, depending on what your individual cycle is, everybody goes through the same cycle. You just do it different times. Like everybody has a unique time frame. And throughout the year is when the dream seeds grow. You will go through the germination phase, the sprouting phase, the reaching out and exploring the world, seeing the sun phase, where the fruits start to come. Then we harvest at the end of the year. So answering that kind of question, you yes. can see that as a metaphor. Yes, but I just because I know the curiosity level is very high, which is awesome, but they would have been, I can tell, you know who you are if you're listening that Kate was going on to talk about her end of year process and you were trying to figure out when your growth cycle started. Exactly. So that's awesome. So it's a very personal. So like you and I have birthdays that are pretty close to each other, yeah. but that doesn't mean necessarily Correct. that our growth year, like our year starts. Yeah. Some of it comes down to with, it's where, you know, your rising sign, your, what your moon sign was, your sun sign and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. it's the, how that impacts the astrological houses. But having, you know, the caveat here is that they're, I'm not an astrologer and I use this as a tool to create a person's map. And the map is also then, it's a framework for coaching. It's a framework for a conversation. And part of that then in terms of my process, if you're if you're thinking about my own for the end of this year, is there what I will lay on top and where your cards beautifully fit into this whole process is every year I will this is definitely for myself and this is where I evolved this model into teaching it and guiding clients through it as well because I was using it for myself first for years as each year I will pull oracle guidance for each of the different phases so do you have what's the set story if you like of the seed growing into the tree and 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 harvesting fruit but each year there is going to be a different theme a different guidance, different things that my soul is here to learn around each of those phases. So that's where the Oracle card guidance comes into it. And then you layer in coaching on top of that. It's the reflecting back, you know, having somebody hold a mirror up for you so you can actually look at the shadow aspects of us that we we need. And my hairdresser always says it perfectly is we all need somebody to cut the back of our hair. And that's just so true because we can't see it for ourselves, but we still want it to look good. And that's where a coach beautifully comes into that 
situation because they can be the one looking, holding the mirror up to the back of your hair for you. So that for me is where the end of the year I will harvest and, you know, and look back at my year and then into January and actually give it the time. I think this is the other thing that has a ten- we have a tendency to rush through a process and the harvesting and the reflecting is really, really, really important and not rushing. You know, there is, we don't even stop to celebrate uh, when we've achieved something. It's the really conditioning yourself to actually stop and look back and sit in the present moment and not get so caught up in moving forward. So again, for thinking about the end of this year is really encouraging you to be here now and understand where you are now before rushing ahead to set, you know, intentions for next year or resolutions or however you want to phrase that. And, but that's the important part is actually for me is really being present with where you are right now so that you can have a really good like foundation and footing to take that next step forward into the next year. Mm. That is some good stuff, Kate. That is some good stuff. Well, yeah, I have found over the years that my year end process has become so much less ceremony to it Mm -hmm. and more about just giving myself time alone with myself to hear my own thoughts. I would 100% second that plus one plus one. And it's interesting because there, and this might be slightly controversial, but it's, it's again, just something that I'm kind of sitting with and working with in my own life is there is less and less need for ritual and, but still honoring a situation. And what I mean by that is it almost feels like it's, it's a safety net to go through a set of activities or movements or, and almost giving the power to that ritual instead of empowering myself and having Am I making sense? There, yeah, yeah. Is you know, is taking that and knowing like, do I need to, you know, and it doesn't mean I don't do it, but do I need to sage myself down completely, light a candle in every direction of the room, call in all the directions, you know, thank all my ancestors, go through all of this every single time that I want to have a ceremonial moment, and it is that that power is 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 within me to do that. And it isn't necessarily in the lighting of a candle, although they're all beautiful things to do and they have a significant meaning. I'm walking into a world now where I don't think it's always necessary to have the show around it. It's again, it's just about being not the doing. Yes. Yes. I love this. I love this. So as we wrap up this conversation, and also, as someone's listening, <laughs> they wrap up their year. Are there any last words of wisdom you want to offer being at the threshold of this new year that's upon us? Well, I think if we cycle back and circle back to how we started the conversation around transformation is really embracing who you've become this year. and almost celebrating the hardships because if you're if you're here right now and you're still listening guess what you survived them and i can almost pretty much guarantee that you're stronger because of it so there this is an opportunity now to look back through and embrace this was a tough year for even you know despite plans not going to 
the way that you wanted them to go up to, you know, any other way that this life over the last year has caused you hardship, heartache, inconvenience, however you want to think about it. Each of those moments were an opportunity for growth for you. And I think that there is something significant at this point at the end of this year to own them, empower yourself because of what you've been through this year and integrate it. So as we go into this next year, which is a six year, but it's also a two, two, two year, which is a huge year of, you know, the master number of um, the six is the harmony, balance, unconditional love. And two is all about empowered relationships and standing in unity. And if there is something next year that is super, super significant. So my, my advice is to take everything that you have learned this year and almost, you know, Give yourself a a power ranger power up and get ready for next year because it's going to be a big one. Mm, Yes. I love that. I always think about one of the things, sorry to interrupt you, but one of the uh, things that makes me smile is also back to my, I'm dating myself now, but back to my childhood. Remember the Care Bears would have their Care Bear stare Mm -hmm. and they would all stand and they would, you know, power up and then they would just, burst out from their hearts, this light out into the world. And, you know, that is something that I really, it makes me smile. It makes me feel happy that I really intentionally will stand there and actually breathe in the light from all around me. And I will send it out from my heart, like a Care Bear stare out into the world. And there, it makes me feel good. And hopefully it makes the the rest of the world feel good too. Mm, I know it does, Kate. I know it does. There's power in your Care Bear stare. So if someone wants to find you, what is the best way to do that? Oh, I would love that. And um, I would welcome anybody to reach out, uh, katevandenboss.com. And um, I would love to offer your listeners a very special gift into this uh, new year of 20% off any of my uh, products or services until the end of January. And you can do that by using the code space for magic. Ooh, yes. I'm sure. If, is there a way for them to get their their growth, like their personal growth year? Is that something that yes. you that? Yeah, okay. I can do that for you as well. And if you have any questions about that, please. It is not a, a, a I'm sure in the, the minutes that we discussed it now, there is going to probably be more questions than answers. And I will talk at length to any of you that have any questions about any of it. And um, if there's you know anything that I can do or help support any of you in um, in any way, please reach out and let me know. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, Kate. It's an absolute pleasure. And I uh, look forward to seeing you next year. Yes. And to you listening, thank you so much for being with me on this journey in this year. I am excited to meet you in this new year. And when you do hear from me next, it will be on the other side of my sabbatical. So i going to be bursting with new information I expect and I can't wait to share it with you happy very very special end of year to you and I wish you just a magical magical week ahead of you make space for magic if you do nothing else hey thanks for listening if you know someone who needs to hear this message please share this episode with them And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy 
when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.